0: Hello, welcome to Calls with Your Kinky Bestie. I'm Emma. I am a submissive and mentor for fellow kinksters. This podcast is all about insights into kinky life and dating, um, sharing my personal experience and stories, and help share mindset shifts too to get you into a confident space, um, more confident than you are now. So get ready. It all starts now.
1: Hello bestie, Ooh, this is going to be a fun one for me, <laughs> which hey, let's be real, the fun ones for me that I get the most into are the ones that tend to do the best anyways, so you're going to like it too. Today, we're talking about a question I get asked all the freaking time, which is about like my own personal kink journey, journey how I discovered this about myself and you know how it's led to where I am today in the kink scene, and just, yeah, really, what's what's going on there? So, let's do this fucking thing. I'm excited. Um, so, my very first introduction ever to kink was through Literotica. <laughs> I, um, when I was, like, you know, just, just discovering porn and sexuality, um, I was kind of scared shitless, honestly, to watch porn. Like, I'd heard so many negative things about it, first of all, but also just, like, I had this, you know, uh, a sibling roommate situation, and it just wasn't really the smartest option for me to be watching porn, <laughs> you know, when I could maybe get caught with it. So instead, I would read a lot of literonica which I, you know, would have to highly recommend for my very imaginative subs out there. Um, it's so great because you get to envision what you what you want to have happen. There's so much of it out there that's like so readily available. Um, so there's like a Literotica website, but there's, you know, like the Wattpad app is just filthy with Literotica too. I'm sure there are so many, you know, smutty so audiobooks too. <laughs> there is a vast, vast, vast amount of content out there. Um that is Literatica. And so that's kind of the reason why I leaned more towards Literatica. But what's interesting with Literatica is it's a lot it's a lot easier on that side of side of things to kind of slip down a a new path maybe inadvertently or unintentionally. And what I mean by that is when you're watching porn you have to be pretty explicit with like what you're searching for. Like okay I want to see gay oh my god I've searched porn before. (laughs) I swear to God I've searched porn before. But you have to be very explicit. Like you have to look up you know like group play cuckold rimming to like see that. So you have to know and like Get it down to like a few keywords, like exactly what it is you're looking for to find it. And yeah, there are recommended videos under that that might be a little bit outside of what you're what you had initially searched for, but there's also those little little screen grabs. So like before you click on any video, you're gonna have a really good sense of what it is, and it's hard for there to really be many surprises in that. Especially with the length of most porn videos, they tend to be really short, so. Yeah, there just tends to not be a ton of surprises. Like, you tend to know what you're going to get. And that's why you're deciding to watch that video. But with Illiterotica, oh my. That is not the case. Um, because there are so many, like... These can be long, long, long stories. Chapters on chapters. And when there's storytelling and a narrative to it. And when you're invested in, like, you've, you know, read those first couple couple chapters... Whenever things start getting a little bit out of your your comfort zone and what you're maybe ordinarily used to, it's a lot easier to overlook that because you're invested in the plot. <laughs> you want to know what's going to happen next. So why wouldn't you? So this is kind of like that, <laughs> uh, where yeah, I remember the the very first time I you know read the word daddy in a sexual context and. With a lot of these kink things, you really don't know it's a kink until you kind of experience it in that context, and you know, you can it kind of automatically with like a gut feeling or you know however you react to it once you actually hear it. Um, and maybe that's just my human design because my human design, I'm a I'm a generator, so my strategy is to like I respond to external stimuli. So this might be different for you if you're just a different human than me, but for me, whenever I am exposed to something, that is when I know how I feel about it cause I'll just get like a gut immediate reaction feeling to it whenever it happens. So basically smutty reading is what got me to where I am today and led me down a deep, deep rabbit hole of, ooh, what's this kink? What's that kink? Um, cause it's such an easy little little gateway into there. And for us little little neurodivergies with ADHD or, you know, Whatever you got, if one of your symptoms is hyperfixation on new topics, like if whenever you find a new hobby, it kind of becomes all-consuming and you like really pour into it for, you know, weeks or months or, you know, just hours of intense research. That is a really fun hole to go down. (laughs) Haha, hole. (laughs) With with kinks and discovering new kinks. Just because there's so many out there. The options are really limitless, like if you think you've learned about all the kinks, you haven't, there's, you barely scratched the surface. And I just, that just keeps getting revealed to me, the longer I am in the lifestyle, the more I think I know, the less you know, (laughs) kind of thing. So it's really easy to just discover new facets of this side of the world, (laughs) of the side of the, the internet, the side of sexuality. Um, in a different way than some hobbies might be or some jobs. Because um, on the other side of that, if you are someone who gets hyperfixated on new topics and new things, whenever you master something, it's really easy to get just suddenly bored with it because, oh, I've already learned everything that I can learn. I know more than the guy who invented this thing. I'm bored. I'm done with it. And that's just never going to be the case with Kate because there's always more to learn and uncover. So it just has been a very... Um, easy interest to maintain over my lifetime because yeah there's always a new facet to be explored and it's pretty all consuming so started with literatica and then over you know the course of several years i would just find kind of one kink at a time to <clears throat> or you know sometimes multiple at a time to hyper explore and really just get into one thing and one thing i i learned in that process cuz i was doing a lot of this um as as many beginner subs or just kinksters do, is doing a lot of this over the internet. Um with like online relationships with fet life with <laughs> you know, if anyone remembers the kick hap, <laughs> that was a pretty crucial part of my uh, beginning kink journey. I don't even know if it's around anymore. There was so much wild shit that happened there. Um Omega also comes to mind if you know what that is. <laughs> By the way, me saying these, like, this is not a referral. I don't recommend you go to Omegle and kick and and find things. I'm just literally sharing, this is how it happened for me. And honestly, Omegle and kick were probably not the ways to do it. I had some really negative experiences going down that path, but it was part of my path. And that's what this episode is, is sharing what my path was. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta uh, sometimes making mistakes and learning, learning the hard way is, you know, how some of these lessons can happen. But you're here because that's not how life works for you. You're here because you have you're here to have a mentor to hold your hand and guide you the right way. So hey, I'd recommend <laughs> learning learning from my mistakes here. That's why I'm sharing them with you so that you can, you know, get where where you're going with more peace and ease and pleasure and yeah, just more positively in a way that's going to be for for your highest good and the highest good of good of all. So the reason why I think I started on the online space, and why I think a lot of you know beginner kinksters can get stuck in this online online dating realm with it, um, is shame. <laughs> it's as simple as it's as simple as shame. Like I was raised in a you know highly religious you know. Uh, Roman Catholic family environment. Um so there was a lot of just embedded shame about sex at all, really. Like even, you know, there was shame around sex outside of marriage, like I had you know, I used to go to Catholic school and I remember literally, you know, like some of my roommates, not the roommates, some of my my classmates in, you know, middle school and high school like wearing purity rings and like promising to, to save themselves and just, you know, all, all that kind of stuff, which if that's, if that's your, your path and the thing that you're doing, I have absolutely nothing wrong with that. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm glad you found your thing. If that's your thing, more power to you, you know? Um, but the reality of, of my upbra- upbringing and my experience was with, with, with that was, you know, a lot of, Shame and holier than thouness and like, uh, this is the right and only way, and everything else is a wrong sin mentality, and that's really where you know the the trouble the trouble lies for for many of us. But yeah, I was I was raised in that. That was very much the environment that I was in. Um, so exploring kink online and you know more anonymously just felt like the right safe like that just felt like the option where it felt safe for me to explore and not actually you know if if I, I had this fear that if I was and I think that it was a, a right fear for the environment that I was in I had to be able to first get myself out of that environment to get comfortable with being a kinky person you know openly with everybody um, because in that environment you know it was a little bit of a If anyone finds out you're you're found out and you know, shame shame on you, everyone's gonna know your your thing, uh, kind of kind of world. And it was just uh being a kid sucks. Don't recommend being a kid. (laughs) Do not recommend being a kid. Um or just yeah, raising raising your kids in a way like that. So That was my upbringing and what I had come from. So inevitably out of that, I felt a lot of fear around indulging any of this within like the built-in social circles, like the people I had, you know, gone to these schools with and was raised around. So it was a lot of making those mistakes online, finally meeting some of those online people in person and trying to do it the safe, best possible way. Um, and ultimately a lot of kind of wasting, wasting time kicking around in that, you know, online space where I I felt so stuck. I wasn't able to, I was able to get what I, I wanted over text. It felt like, but all the while I was, you know, that's really not what I was craving. What I was really craving and wanting was this lovely in-person connection for my, my real relationship to have this amazing kink dynamic that could you know where I could openly express my desires and my wants and fulfill that for others too and you know just find a true strong fit so I'm gonna take a little pause there we'll come back we'll chat about it
0: Just a little break to share that if you are loving this podcast and my content, um, if I'm someone you could see yourself working with, but you're wanting more direct support for your specific situation, I do offer mentorship. Um, it's personalized to you, private um, video or phone calls with me, so you can chat about your situation um, and figure out a solution that's going to work for you. you can visit my website, it is kinkybestie.com slash mentorships to see What's available and to book in your spot on my calendar. Uh, it's Kinky with a Y at the end and Bestie with an IE at the end. Um, the link will be in the show notes so you can check it out there. Back to the show.
1: Okay, we're back. We're talking about my kink journey. Yay. <laughs> so, mm, started with Literatica, moved on to a lot of online dating kind of relationship things that weren't actually relationships because they were just talking to someone over a computer screen sometimes. And there's a lot of pain with that um, because the anonymity goes both ways. Like you feel anonymous and safe, but you know, so are the people on the other side and you don't always know what's going on with them. Like, you know, you could be chatting with someone who's, who's married and not available for you at all. Or, you know, there's just not a whole lot of investment with it either. Like you're investing a lot of your time, but you're not really making commitments to each other because it's, you know, it's over the internet. It's not real life. So even if it feels real for you and you're making real commitments, there's just no real way to know that, you know, the the person you're talking to is actually, you know, making those same commitments to you. So another thing that can happen with online, online dating that I just, you know, caution you against it is you can just be ghosted too like invest a lot of emotional time and energy and, you know, just whatever with someone and have them just totally disappear. Cause it's the internet. They're just a little, you know, user. <laughs> so stuff like that, um, can and does happening and can be pretty heartbreaking whenever you put the, the stake into it. So I'd recommend not doing that. I'd recommend to start with what you want. (laughs) So if what you're wanting and your ultimate goal of all of this is to meet and have an in-person relationship, that is what I would urge you to go do and figure out how to do. And of course you don't have to start by, you know, day, day one, meeting them in person and throwing down, but maybe if you're more comfortable in that online space, maybe it's starting on like a local kink dating app. Where there's the possibility and the interest from the other parties that you're talking to, to meet in real life. And just communicating that, you know, that's your, not only your end goal, but that's your goal now and what you're wanting now. Like not at the end of like a six, long, six month long online digital relationship to eventually move in and do stuff. But just getting real about what it is that you actually want and doing those things now. Um, the other... Oh, I guess I'll just give you the other little cliff notes of, like, kink journey from from day one to now. Um, I've been in this lifestyle for over five years. I've experienced, I want to say, all the kinks, but of course I haven't experienced all of them. I've gone from, maybe I'll give you some specific examples. Um, I think I, I first started just with DDLG, eventually started exploring um, pet play after that, and had some interest in, like, piss play kind of of good fun stuff going along with that, (laughs) that kind of transitioned into an ABDL interest. Um, And then I kind of took like a a pause where I was doing, you know, vanilla shit for a while and figuring my stuff out um, because, you know, and that's part of the reason why I'm here and doing this business now and helping others in this space. Um, I kind of thought that I had to compromise and that, oh my God, there's no way that anyone's going to be on On board with all this freaky shit that I am, or like, oh no, the people that are into this freaky shit that I am aren't don't have the same personal growth goals or or path and aren't wanting the relationship in the same way. And like, no, you can have both. You can have it all. I want you to have that. So talk to me. Let's get that for you. And I have that now, and I'm so grateful. But yeah, I had to get out of that mindset of lack first, and just getting into a mindset of doing it and having it and being it now, anyways. So, um, in my current partnership with my dom, we've been together for how long? Almost, I think almost two years ago, I would have met him. Maybe a few months from, from two years ago. Um, and I think from our first date to, we had a dating period of maybe like three or four months before committing to each other. And he started as a little a little little vanilla baby who had not experienced a lot and has just totally bloomed and developed into the most beautiful, dominant, sexual, kinky creature. And it has just been such a treat to be a part of his path. Um, the way I see it, I'm not an educator to him. Like, I've never sat him down and said, here's how you need to be dominant. <laughs> um, instead, what I've done and how I've kind of met him is just... And I brought this out in him, just really openly expressing what my desires are in more of a what I want out of things way instead of a directional way. Like I'm, I'm not really telling him, Hey, I need you to do X, Y, and Z instead instead I'm saying things like, I want to experience this and this is how I'm feeling right now. And then together we're able to, you know, collaboratively figure that out together. It wasn't perfect or seamless. <laughs> right out the gate, but over time it just is so beautiful how we've evolved together and I've discovered new new kinks and desires being with him. You know, same thing for him as well and it just has been really beautiful. So, these days I'm much more into um we do some like swinging and we have interest in group play stuff, which is fun. Um we yeah, we have a like a, a swing club we we like to attend sometimes. Also just even part of our, our play whenever it's just the two of us <laughs> involves this like you know fantasy of other parties too so we have like like toys and tools and ways that we we do that together um, and right now I am like a total fucking service sub so I am so consumed with yeah pleasing my pleasing my partner and just being the the best best sub I can be for him and he's definitely more on the pleasure dom side of things like interested in you know my personal growth and development and meeting my desires um neither of us like I'm not a a masochist he's not a sadist so there's not a lot of like pain or traditional you know bondage as part of our our dynamic it's definitely more of the power play piece and like yeah the servicing of each other element um and now obviously I having just been in the space for, for so long and having such a, you know, deep understanding of what this path is like and how I've gotten these results. And also just, I have such a deep interest in, <laughs> deep investment in this community and compassion for other subs in the situation and wanting them to get these amazing results too. Like I want everyone to just have their Kinky dream life because it's really possible. Like, it doesn't have to be hard. You can have the kinky shit that you want. Give me part of your real fucking life. And yeah, I just want that so badly for everybody. So now I'm uh, a mentor for other submissives. I tend to mentor submissives who are neurodivergent like myself, but it's definitely not a requirement to working with me. Um, you know, I have a lot of people who have some some ADHD symptoms but aren't diagnosed, or maybe who don't even, you know, see or, you know, see themselves as undiagnosed uh, or anything like that. They're just humans who relate with what I've got to say and like the tools that I provide and want to chat with me about it. So I do that as well. Um, you can work with me. I have, you know, uh, one-on-one mentorship offers. And there's also, yeah, I have a, a, a course dropping soon. That would have been in the ad for the show um, just now about yeah, designing your, your kinky dream life on your own. If you are more in this little, that little, little scaredy cat place of not really ready or, or wanting to one-on-one talk with someone, or if that just doesn't fit your lifestyle like the one-on-one call format, um, oh my God, go get on my my course instead and I will teach you how to make your, your shit happen for you. It's gonna be so cool. I'm teaching everything I know. <laughs> it's really comprehensive. And the first round of this, um, which launches soon, there's a little bit of um. User like um. It's driven by who's in this first round of program a first round because yeah with every module coming out I'll be asking for where you're stuck how you're comprehending the material so that I can more customize like future material material for that but also like address if there are like you know hurdles coming up along the way so that you can get that get get those results that you need to. So. All that aside, that is who I am as a kinkster now. I fucking love my life. Um, It's been such a treat being able to... Yeah, I really started in such a a place of shame and hiding. Like, just hiding. It it felt like everyone I I knew was a lie. Like, they didn't know about this big part of me. So, the way my life is set up now, (laughs) I'm very publicly, openly who I am and how I am, um, not only in my relationship and my partnership, but also, you know, my close interpersonal relationships, my friendships and, um, you know, openly online with my business as well. Um, it's, yeah, it just has been uh, really embracing this part of myself has been so healing too. Um, like I've never felt more myself, (laughs) like never, And just the more, the more I share and the more I learn about this and, um, in this community, like just the more and more me I feel, and I'm so fucking grateful for the community. And I'm so glad that I get to be a part of it and support you on your journey too. I think that's so special. Um, one last little piece that I wanted to wrap this up with, um, is that, you know, five, five years ago, I would not have expected me to be where I am now with my kink journey. Like, growth and change is a very real part of the human experience, Um, especially if you are, you know, neurodivergent and you tend to, you know, hop from from new hobby to new hobby. Um, It's really easy to have an impulse negative reaction to something I'll say this is part of the reason why you got to be careful um, along this journey to not only not shame others, but also not shaming yourself. How and how that kind of ties in. So, like, what I mean by that is, I remember being earlier on in my kink journey, and uh, I don't even know what exactly what I would have said because it's so long ago, and my short term memory is wild. But, you know, I remember having negative reactions to, like, piss play and diaper play and maybe even talking down on it. And the thing is, a lot of that stuff, like, we're not born with that. (laughs) We're not, it, it, yeah, it doesn't, we don't, we don't come out uh, thinking that someone's desires are gross or weird. All of that stuff is learned so whenever you notice those feelings come up, or those just those yeah, knee-jerk reactions, first of all, try to just the if if this is all you take away from this episode, this should be what you take away from this episode. It's so that censor what you're censor the judgment. <laughs> Cause those feelings are okay. Like we are humans, we are going to judge other people sometimes. Um but what you want to be really careful about is actually saying that to others, um, and yeah, creating or continuing on this path of shame, because yeah, the more you the more you say it, the more you you feel it, and it just becomes more and more part of your belief. So whenever you notice those feelings come up, start with like an internal reflection process, and just be yeah, really, 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 really careful about you know, just be, be kind to others, <laughs> just be kind to others. Cause you don't, you, you never know where, where you're going to end up either. And even if you don't end up with that desire, like they don't deserve to to have to live with your shame that maybe isn't even, even isn't yours. You just are carrying it and holding on to it from, you know, some of the other people that have been a part of your life and put that on to you too. So really question where this shit is coming from, uh, cause it's probably not yours, <laughs> and it's okay if you do have, you know, judge, judgy feels towards others, um, or even towards yourself whenever new kinks come up and it surprises you and, you know, self-shame, like it's a part of life. It's an uncomfortable emotion, but it's going to happen. And you gotta, you gotta name it to claim it kind of thing and recognize that emotion for what it is to be able to then work through the shame and because if you have the shame but you're just not willing to acknowledge it like the shame's still there the shame doesn't go away just because you're you're covering your eyes and saying oh no i don't have shame around that like that's just not how things work so that is the biggest universal truth i can share is like you can grow and change and as you grow and change you're probably going to come up against new facets of yourself that maybe in the past or even currently as you're discovering those parts you have some negative reaction to or some judgment towards and it's kind of hard to admit that defeat um and it's a little bit of an ego hit that like oh this thing that you want to judge someone for now you are interested in um but the cost of missing out on getting to experience this facet of yourself that's going to be you know that could be so pleasurable and enjoyable um it's yeah it's it's a much bigger cost to pay than like any temporary ego hit of, you know, like temporary shame. Um, so yeah, (laughs) so that's my, my two cents on why judgment is not only important for like compassion of others in their experience, but also, you know, you gotta, you gotta be careful about your own beliefs as you're going through this process too, and discovering all the new, new little, little shadow hidden bits and desires of yourself. There are some uncomfortable moments, so continue the kindness to others so that whenever it comes up for you, you can be kind to yourself as well. Ah, okay. This is such a lovely episode. Thank you so much for being here, um, and I will see you in the next one. Bye, dear ones.
0: Thank you so much for joining me this episode. You can follow the podcast on the platform where you're listening to get updates with new episodes. You can follow me on social media at Bestie. I'm on Instagram. Um, You can also check the show notes for any links or resources that I talked about in this episode or just more ways to connect with me. And please share this with your kinky friends who could benefit from this type of content. Um, There is also an option for each podcast episode to engage with Q and A's, or polls. So I'd love to hear from you and create future episodes around what you want to chime in with. So please check those out in the show notes too. And I look forward to hearing from you. Bye.